You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps, a podcast for you, the players, supporters and the hard-working volunteers that make a glorious game from the lowest to the highest levels in the UK and beyond. We at Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps have now teamed up with Derbyshire County Cricket Club to promote cricket at all levels across the county and wider regions. I'm Rick, I'm here with Ian, Richard and Neil as we take you on a journey around our home here at Winslow Cricket Club in Burn-on-Trent. On this podcast, we'll keep you updated on all the goings-on here at Winslow Cricket Club, and we will also be answering all your questions and inviting you, the listener, to send in all your stories from around the cricketing world. We will, of course, have a special guest coming with their view from Cow Corner with all their stories, ideals and anecdotes. So, let's get started and bring you up to date with the goings-on at Winslow Cricket Club, the little club with a big personality. Welcome to another episode of Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. I'm here with Neil. We're missing Marsa this week. We'll, we'll go into that a bit later on. <laughs> <laughs> on our cow corner this episode, we've got Freddie Chat from the Village Cricket Company, who we've just gone into partnership with. And we've also got New Zealand overseas player Nick Quant with us. And uh, I believe, Neil, you found some nice stats on Nick have, for yeah, us. Yeah, uh, he says here on the old internet, Quant dominated for all of us in the Derbyshire ECB Premier League, hitting 1,406 runs, an average of 54 across all forms of cricket. He also featured for the Derbyshire second eleven in a 50-over match against North Ants, whacking 35-31 balls. And it says here at the end, due to his success, he's agreed to return to always for a second stint. So that's good news for them. Yeah, good news for them. He's played well then. Yeah, decent. Do you fancy a bowl of Tim as, as uh, Winslow Goat? No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> they like left-handers. <laughs> that's it then. Right then, so let's, without further ado, let's get started. Let's get straight over to Livo and uh, Cow Corner with Nick Quant and Freddie Chat. Hello, son. How did the game go? It was okay, but I broke my bat. Can I get a new one? You've done what? Broke your bat? Oh, that's just great. How am I going to afford to get a new one now? 
I just haven't got that kind of money. Why don't you try village cricket? Village, village who? Village cricket. They have a range of bats and they are a fraction of the price of other brands. Very good bats as well. Some from our club have got their bats. Very good quality and very good prices. And they don't just do bats, they do all the equipment you need, all for the same great price. Well, that sounds great. I'll have to have a look. Sounds just what I need. Thanks. The Village Cricket Company stock a wide range of cricket equipment for every age group, all without the usual high price tag. Visit them now on www.villagecricket.co and on checkout use promotion Stumps10 for a further 10% discount. The 10% discount only applies to the product purchase and not the shipping charge, which is a standard £5 per order. VillageCricket.co aim to dispatch all orders within 24 hours, so you should receive your order within two to three working days. For more information, visit www.VillageCricket.co. This promotion expires 30th of September 2023. Visit VillageCricket.co for all your cricketing needs. VillageCricket.co Welcome again to Cow Corner with me, Ian Livo, and joining me for a conversation with what we class as definitely a most different story uh, when it comes to club cricket is Freddie Chat from the Village Cricket Company. How are we, Freddie? Yeah, very, very good, thank you. Great to speak with you today. And obviously, you guys have got an interesting wee story about where you guys have come from. Do you want to tell the listeners a bit about uh, yourself and where this uh, company came from? Absolutely. Um, so, yes, so I've been playing cricket uh, for well over 20 years now. Um, started when I was you 11. Don't look old enough. <laughs> Only just over 20 years. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yes, yeah, so when I was, so we've been playing for 20 years, um, pretty much played my whole life uh, for my local village club, um, Great Barrow Cricket Club. Um, so through the, their cult system at the time, and it was like, Ever since like, I started playing at school and they referred me like, over saying if I want to like play. So I've been playing for yeah, over 20 years. George slightly uh, lowered to me, my um, kind of, like, co-founder of, of Village Cricket Co. Um, and it was about um, about four or five years ago now, I, my bat broke. Uh, I loved it. It was a Salix. It was like I'd had it for quite a few years. It was, it was yeah. brilliant. Um, and I uh, kind of like... While I was gutted that it, it broke, um, I was also kind of excited. It's been a while since I'd kind of like been bat shopping and was looking forward to kind of like checking it out a bit more. Um, but I kind of like started looking and I was like, oh, these prices seem, they, they, they've gone up a lot. And uh, I was like, how like, old was your see. bat? How old was your bat that you broke? I think it was, it was about, well, it must be about four or five years. So it would be sort of a 2010 2011 bat and then you were looking for a new one 2016 2017 yeah probably yeah. i think it was, yeah around then um and it was just it kind of i just got a bit almost like frustrated thinking kind of like oh, i've got spent a lot a lot of money and stuff and at the, at the time i was i was quite young didn't have that that much money to, to spend, spend on a brand new bat um so i was like i started like being relatively entrepreneurial i kind of like did some research and stuff like i wanted to kind of like learn more about what yeah. why they cost that much and and everything like that um and so i was talking to uh, my mate george who, who obviously plays for great Bello, and we were like what like what is out there sort of thing and and one of the things that um was a almost like a strongly held belief within the community is that, of, that how much greater english willow is to to cashmere willow grown in in india um and like we were just like we I think we were talking to someone who doesn't play cricket and basically they were like, well, what, what if it isn't like, have you ever tried it? And like, we were like, no, like not, 
that we that we knew of maybe like when we were like kids or something like that one of them but we didn't know like didn't know so we were like yeah. all right let's let let's give it a go so we actually um rather than just going on like kind of ebay and finding finding one we actually kind of contacted some manufacturers in india itself and mm-hmm. and wasn't too expensive to get a few kind of like samples shipped over yeah um we then spent the second half of that season almost like just testing them out playing playing in the nets and stuff yeah. like that we were like pleasantly surprised with how kind of like they performed like and we're mm-hmm. not we're not like a high standard like of cricket at all um we were like we can't really tell the difference between between this bat and yeah, yeah, yeah. like our, our other bats sort of thing so we're like maybe we were like we could be onto something here so we kind of like did a few bit more testing through the winter uh we then spent a, most of i think the next season basically almost like continuing to test them out getting them some of our club mates to test them out um just to make sure we just like they didn't act they didn't haven't sent us like yeah. a, a a separate bat just to try and you know, like sure. tempt us into buying it sort of thing so we we got a few different samples and stuff to to test out the uh the quality like we had a couple of issues with like almost like the the, the handle which was technically it's completely separate to um yeah to the bat like the actual quality of the wood, wood itself in a bat so it was quite interesting from that sense so then from there we were like all right let's let's give this a go we set up uh village creek co we ordered um i think our first batch for about 50 bats uh that sat in my garage um and then yeah then as we were gonna as we were after just after we ordered ordered them then the pandemic hit and uh-huh. <laughs> so it was like we had like 50, yeah so i had 50 bats sitting in sitting in my uh my garage for most of 2020 and we did we did manage as like obviously some cricket started like towards the end of the season yes, and stuff yeah. and we managed to we sold um i think about 10 or 10 or so mm-hmm. in, in that season which was really good in terms of getting some early feedback it was yeah and it, it was great so yeah so that's kind of like how how we started and that, so that's now 18 months ago when you started to re- well no, two years ago now when you started to actually physically selling them mm-hmm. um and what was the response from people who bought them because obviously people who buy bats they've got, it, it, it's it's a bit like a religion isn't it um you know if they like it they'll come back for more uh and they'll tell their mates did you get that response straight away um yeah pretty much it was like i remember uh it was um june the second we had our first order uh, sorry july the second we had our first order. no one ever forgets and, their first order no. <laughs> um and yeah so it was it was a surreal experience and like uh, there was me pack like packing up the the bat in a box and and sending it out took a selfie and sent it to george um and but no like almost like straight away we like people were like like that's great just what we what we want like we had um a couple of people that were basically getting back into cricket so they were like we don't know whether we're going to be doing this a lot or or whatever so we don't want to spend a lot like too much on a bat yeah um so test it out and they're like we've like used it in the nets we've used it in the things and and i think of those 10 orders we had in that first year i think three or four of them were from like referrals off first kind of like sales sort of thing so it was like it was yeah we were really happy although like it was 10 10 bats sold in that first year it was it was such a good thing to get the positive feedback that that we had and then obviously that moved on from being just 50 bats to you know with a whole set of pads gloves and bits and but was that a considered decision or was that hang on a minute we're on to something here we need to be ready for 2021 properly and actually really get into this um so yeah so in 2021 we kind of like continued with that initial batch of so we sold out and placed new ones we ended up being 
out of stock at the start of the season for about six weeks, which was not less than ideal. Um, but then what we did do is in, in 2021, we expanded into um, junior bats. So we had our bat basically in, in every single size. Yeah. Um, so that's how kind of we, we started to to kind of expand that way. Yeah. And then into this season in 2022, we expanded again, again into uh, pads, gloves and a uh, kind of like plastic set as well to, sure. to like the garden, the beach. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of like, we we speak to our customers quite a lot in terms of kind of like what like what they're looking for obviously mm-hmm. like it's pretty i think cricket's pretty standard in terms of the, the equipment that you need sort of thing so from yeah. from that sense we're not necessarily reinventing the wheel with any, anything we're just kind of like trying to find the best kind of like best quality for the most affordable price for for Absolutely. our customers for, for all the product, products that we sell yeah and what's the reaction been from larger manufacturers or the names have you had sort of uh one or two knocking on the door saying what's cracking off here guys uh, we actually haven't and i feel like it's potentially because obviously they they have their market like we're like we're probably not the people that are like joe root's never going to use our bat sort of thing like it's not the the quality between cashmere willow and and english willow like for people like myself and george and yeah. and 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 people in like a lot of people in our club and on our level of cricket like you we like probably can't tell the difference the vast majority of the time but i think in your law getting up to like the professional level like like you you're looking to get every one percent out of it and yeah and for yeah. like the for the, the very slightly like better quality that that it is sort of thing like it makes complete sense mm-hmm. um so i feel like for the most part like the the big brands and and some of that they've got their market we've just almost like just found a, a little gap within uh-huh. it that was kind of like underserved like, yeah, most before, before. Definitely. I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head there. You know, the, Joe Roos will go out to bat with one. I think it's. I think he's got Adidas bats, hasn't he? Um, and it, he'll go yeah. out to bat, and we'll watch him change his bat halfway through for whatever reason. They'll bring five or six out, and he'll know the difference whether it's 0.5 or one percent between them all that he's been using in the net. The club cricket is not as, shall we say, bought into a brand anymore either. <laughs> so you know, I was brought up with Gunnar Moore, with Gray Nichols, with Duncan Fernley, for example. Uh, I watch lads now play, whether they be juniors or seniors, and they won't just have one set of kit from one set of brand. They, they'll have Puma pads with an Adidas bat with a <laughs> Duncan Furley set of gloves, and people are shopping around more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think in particular on bats, that's a big one when we see the MRFs and uh, the other stuff that's been coming over from the, sub- mm-hmm. from the subcontinent. Is that where you see yourself fitting into being, we don't need to be all kitted out in Village Cricket Coast stuff, but if you've got a bit of us, that just takes us along the way. Yeah, 100%. And that's like kind of how we started with just, with just the bat. Like that's all you could get from us to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and we're like, as we've expanded, we'll like, we can offer like bundles and stuff. So it, it's like, it's, and it's been really exciting to see some people that bought the bat in that first year, then they've come back and, and bought, uh, bought a bat for their son and then bought yeah. some pads and gloves and, um, this year. So it's just, it's, it's, so clearly you're kind of like, we're doing something right in terms of kind of Absolutely. like keeping them happy and, 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 having the product sort of thing and have you had any club bags being bought so you know a club buying six bats six sets of pads etc like that uh we've had a few kind of like batch orders of, of bats not so much for uh pads and gloves just yet obviously they, they're quite new this year yeah. sort of thing anyway um but yeah so we've had a few um like club uh bulk buyers 
Yeah, and that's great because that means the net, the word is getting out there, isn't it? That you guys are producing a good quality for a significantly lower price is the best way to describe it than what you find <laughs> most of the big brands. Uh, and I, I'm not someone who's brand loyal to anyone in particular. So I, I could see the advantage both ways. And our cricket club spent a lot of money earlier this year on new kit for juniors as we've been expanding. And we weren't loyal to any one brand whatsoever. Uh, we made sure we got the right deals and the right people to make sure we, we, we crossed over. Do you think that's something that consumers are just generally in cricket? Obviously, cricket players are doing for you and it, it works in your favour. Yeah, definitely. I think like in terms of the kind of like brand loyalty, like everyone will probably have to still have their favourites and, and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I feel like with, with particularly kind of the financial situation that's kind of going on and stuff in the UK, people are like probably making a bit more consideration over their purchases and, and yeah. stuff like that. And it's where we try and to come up with a potential solution for someone who still wants a bat but doesn't want to spend like three, four hundred pounds or something. Sure, sure. So if you were to put a number on it right now, and I don't want obviously I don't want any confidential numbers, but <laughs> roughly how many bats of yours do you reckon are out there that now in the last sort of twelve months? Uh so we know there's definitely well over five hundred bats wow. out out in the UK. Uh we we've got a couple of bats in the US and a couple into into Europe. Okay. Um, but not not the European Cricket League by any chance. Uh, not that I know of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. Um, so yeah. So there's at least 500 out there. Like we're always getting people, and it's still surreal hearing people like say that they like saw one in the wild and and things like that. And even one of um, uh, a mate of mine who used to play for Great Bado and is now. Um, like I'm playing else, elsewhere as he moved away uh he messaged me kind of randomly saying just saw saw one of your bats uh Brilliant. in the wild and stuff it's just yeah really surreal that's great i mean to go from that initial batch of 50 to you know over 500 bats out there now you know being used on a week-to-week basis that's massive growth and actually from a standing start at the start of a pandemic that's phenomenal <laughs> thank you yeah, I'm sure you guys are very proud of what you've done. And I think you've got some good plaudits on social media in particular. Um, I, it's always nice to see someone when they send a photo of them using yeah. your, your kit. Have you had any photos of anyone fully kitted? Not yourself, by the way. <laughs> uh, no, not yet. There's only a handful of people that I, think, that I know are definitely fully kitted, but no no photos of them just yet. Stumps, bumps, and beer bumps. Super over. So, Freddie, for, for our super over, we like to ask each of our guests six questions, starting uh, with some nice gentle throwdowns. So, favourite ground? It's um, a place in, uh, called Chesham Boys. Um, so, basically, it's almost within, when you're in there, almost it seems like you're within a, a forest of kind of like a wood and it's nice. actually completely, completely surrounded. Nice. Um, and I remember the first time I played there, I just thought this is just, it was just incredible. So, yeah. Favourite batter? Uh, Joe Root. Favourite bowler? Anderson. Favourite tipple? Oh, uh, cider. Your favourite cricket tea item of choice? Scone. Oh, Old English. <laughs> and your sporting hero, cricket or otherwise? Probably Thierry Henry. Okay, Arsenal supporter yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. At that point, we'll end the conversation. <laughs> Thanks for that, Freddie. <laughs> Super over. Stumps, bumps and beer bumps. What's next for you guys then in terms of the, the range and growth of what you're doing and how are you going to go to, to, to go from 500 to 5,000 bats? What, what's your thinking there? Um, yes. Yeah, so we 
we're definitely going to introduce um, a bag uh, coming coming into next year, um, yeah. and hopefully launching all the products that we've got also all into the junior sizes, so we can basically offer full bundles to be able to like kind of full bundles of kit for like for hopefully under two hundred pounds for like kind of like the full the full kit, probably minus the minus the spikes. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's kind of like one of our key focus areas, and then it's more just kind of like building on the community that we've like started to build. We yeah. Um, try and support kind of like various initiatives um, that kind of like are trying to help cricket participation. And um, there's a campaign going on called Save uh, Save Village Cricket, who yeah. they're kind of like encouraging people to to get back into the game where people, a lot of people drop out when they have kids and yeah. uh, like can't play as much. And it's like now they're kind of like going to the primary schools and stuff like that. And now saying like, if like your son or daughter wants to play, like you can come along and play play with them and stuff like that and like trust just like encourage people back and it's a great campaign to be kind of like be able to have part of and, and support that um as well so it's kind of like that's one of the things that we want to really double down on is just trying to continue to support kind of like the, the kind of like club cricket uh kind of like community cricket's yeah. unique there's no two ways about it and i think that's what you're trying to tap into with the with the whole ethos of what you guys have done as a company yeah definitely like it's like I said, like it's been great, like being part of hearing the funny stories of, of, of different things happening from the, from our customers and the community and just being like, hopefully like as we, if we can continue to grow, we can continue to kind of like give back to that community, whether it's kind of like making donations to clubs to improve their facilities, whether it's yeah. um, anything like that. It's like, that's one of the things that we really want to like focus on as, as we continue to grow. Yeah, I think I picked up. Don't you guys do uh, something with the Lord's Taverners with regards to your company there as well? Yes. So basically, two percent of every sale that we make um, goes to the Lord Taverners. Two percent of goes to our local uh, cricket club, Great Meadow, um, to like continue to kind of like support them as 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 we grow. Yeah, that's gr- brilliant. So what what have the Lord's Taverners given you any feedback on that? Um, not not so much really. We just kind of like send send the money over uh, at the end of each season, sort of thing. Yeah, it's a great great thing to do, isn't it? And it's uh, I think anyone who can put that as part of their ethos within the the company, uh, in your case or in a club, obviously the community is going to benefit if it was down the, down the line, aren't they? Definitely. So, it, it's been great talking to you about the company, uh, that there, Freddie, and you know we're going to follow you guys very very closely. As uh, we, we're like you, we just want to get as many people playing village club, whatever you want to call it, cricket, at all levels. You, that's what you want to encourage, isn't it? Those clubs to be able to do that and work, use your equipment. Yeah, definitely. It's just, it's pretty much the reason that we kind of like started it and for a, a way to give back to that that community. Definitely. That's brilliant, Freddie. That's great. Thanks a lot for your time. But before you go, I am going to ask you to do one last thing for us. We ask all our contributors to enter a six-a-side team into the Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps uh, competition. So we, we want you to give us a very quick six-a-side cricket team. You must have two batters, you must have two bowlers, you must have an all-rounder, and you must have a wicketkeeper. But they can be from anywhere. It can be include yourself, it includes your mates, it can include Joe Root. So dead simple for you. Who would your two batters be in a, in a six-a-side team? Ooh, uh... <laughs> Are you going to use yourself? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Is George going to be one of your bowlers? Yeah, George is going to be one of my bowlers. Okay, so who's going to who's going to who's going to bowl with George? Who is that? Rashid, that's Rashid Khan. Khan. Rashid Khan. Yeah, let's mix that. You know, awesome. we've got our own we've got our own bowler called Rashid Khan, who's a spinner at our club. Nice. Yeah, which he is, is good. Nice. Yeah, and he's great as well. So you got <laughs> Rashid Khan one end, George Simmons the other bowling. 
batting, you'd have yourself. But would you be the keeper batter or just the keeper? Uh, I, yeah, yeah, but put myself as keeper, have some fun. Okay, around. so who would be the two batters then? Uh, I'm just just back there. Yeah, and I'll put Stokes in there as a batsman as well. Oh, good because he's an all rounder as well. Yeah, and you're obviously going to have a fight with Joss for the gloves. <laughs> but right, and then who would be your all rounder? Then you've not got still got space for another all rounder. Oh, still want space for one more? Jeez. Um, maybe I'll put Stokes as the all rounder then, and then I'll have Joe Root in there as well. Joe Root, Joss Butler, Ben Stokes, Freddie Chat, George Simmons, Rashid Khan. That's, that's a team that no one's ever going to put on paper, are they? <laughs> Absolutely. That's great, Freddie. Many really? thanks for your time, mate. And uh, we look forward to following your progress. That's all right. Thanks for having me. Cheers now. Stumps, bumps, and bumps. Great chat with Freddie there. And we'll look forward to working with you in the future. Okay, more of the same. Let's go over and meet Nick Quant. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm on the road today for a little trek not too far down the road to our friends at Olrubus Cricket Club to meet up with Olrubus' top run scorer this year and one of our overseas professionals in the Derbyshire League. Nick Quant, how are we, Nick? Yeah, buddy, good, thanks, Ian. Good good to have you. Yeah, good to see you, mate. Obviously, the weather's a bit uh, taking a turn for the worse now compared to what you've had the last few weeks. Yeah, well, I was, I was going to say, I sort of expected this more on the daily than once every once every three months. But yeah, it's... it's, it's yeah, It's not been bad for you, has it? Let's start with this season. You know, it's a good place to start. You've had quite a season, really, with, what, over 1,300 runs so far? Yes. Yeah, How good's like it been for you? Yeah, no, it's been it's been really nice. Um, I sort of had a few injuries the last couple of years back home, so to come over and, and get through a full season and and have a little bit of success in patches on on the field has been really enjoyable. What sort of injuries have you been putting up with? I had knee surgery and I was battling a stress fracture in my foot for the last um, ten months just before I came over. Really, left yeah. or right foot? Right foot. Right yeah. foot. So being a lefty, not handy that. No, not handy that. But yeah, given I don't really bowl, it was a bizarre one to have. Yeah. You don't really bowl, you say? Well, I fancy myself, but captains don't seem to fancy me. Is that an, is that an overseas professional thing that you all fancy yourselves as bowlers as well, but captains? Yeah, so, something along those lines. Yeah, we'll roll with that one. So has Bertie got it right so far? Um, I don't think he has, but he, he may <laughs> he may beg to differ. Yeah. What brought you to Olrus then? Tell us the story of getting to here, because obviously it's quite a, a different place to where you've been previously. Yeah, well, I, I just sort of I was really keen to this second time coming over, and I was just really keen to actually get the whole village cricket experience. Um, mm-hmm. Had a few offers from 
clubs in and around London and and all of that. But but just uh, researching a bit about Olruis, um, you know, before I made my decision, it just just a small town where, where the whole yeah. town, it was a small village where the whole village is really invested in mm-hmm. in the cricket club and, yeah. and everyone's a part of the community. It was just sort of too good of a an offer not to check out really absolutely I suppose you did expect to be playing the MCC in your first season over I here. certainly didn't expect to be in the country for six weeks and playing the MCC now that was absolutely phenomenal is that one of the highlights of the season for you oh yeah having a glass of red wine at lunch and then going out to try and bat was 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 absolutely superb yeah was it good red though uh, yes it was this is all real it was fantastic I was going to say Mr Aston did well did he yeah he did very very well good. Yeah. Hey, let's go back to the very beginning It's you're over here now for the whole season but you born, what, 1997? Yeah. In that classic, if I remember rightly, Vittori, Fleming, that sort of... Yeah. Chris Kearns era. Yeah, Chris um, Kearns, yeah. yeah. Who's an absolute hero of mine. How long was it before you got into cricket and what were your earliest memories of it? Um, earliest memories was was actually watching us struggle to beat um, Bangladesh in a test match. Um, <laughs> I saw Stephen Fleming play some absolutely phenomenal um, on drives and then get out for one of his trademark 60s or 70s and... Mm-hmm. Um, and we really struggled, but um, no, just it sort of fell in love with it the, the first first how, time. How I old did you be it. then? I was about seven or eight years old. Okay, um, but had been picking up a, a bat in the backyard with dad since I was about about three. But was was more of a basketball fan up until right. up until that point. Yeah. I didn't know basketball was a big sport in New Zealand. Basketball is right up there with cricket and rugby in New Seriously? Zealand. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, it's didn't huge. Didn't know that? Yeah, absolutely massive, yeah. So what took you to cricket and not basketball? Money, probably. No, no <laughs> I don't make much of that. But more just the the idea of just standing there and trying to hit a ball as far and as hard as you can was was quite um, methodical and I really enjoyed it. But was rugby never on the agenda? No, no, it wasn't really. Um, because I enjoyed basketball, uh, that was my winter sport. Right, but okay. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm a Kiwi, so mm-hmm. I played a few seasons of rugby thrown yeah. in there. But um, I just wasn't tough enough. These these you know 120 kilo, 13 year old Pacific Islander lads running at you yeah. a million miles an hour. That, that, that wasn't for me. So you'd rather have a six foot seven somebody coming in banging the ball in short to you instead. Yeah, when you put it like that way. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? <laughs> yeah, but you've got a bit more protection as a batter. You've yeah, got, you, do. you yeah, do. Whereas the rugby players, as you say, have just got nothing. Exactly, what, exactly. What, uh, what school did you go to down there then in Canterbury? Um, big, good schools down there. Yeah, there are. I, was, I was at St. Thomas's, which um, is not a cricketing school in the slightest. Like the, uh, we, we were absolutely terrible, but... But the nice thing was, is, is the way it tends to work in New Zealand, um, by and large, is if you're good enough, it doesn't really matter what mm-hmm. school you're at, you're going to yeah. get, you're going to play rep cricket. And so mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to. What age were you picked up for rep cricket? Uh, I played all through from from the the youngest of ages, probably you know under tens through to whatever. But I, I didn't actually play cricket when I was um, sixteen or seventeen or uh, most of my eighteenth year either. I, I stopped playing. Why was that? I played baseball. Baseball? Yeah. One extreme to the other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can probably watch me bat and you'll see the resemblance. Yeah, what, what, what happened there then? What, what, why, how did you go from cricket to baseball for a couple of years? Well, the thought of standing in a field for six hours just stopped being a little bit appealing and, and then um, enjoyed hitting, trying to hit bombs So okay. um, and wanted to try and get to, to, to college in the States. So I switched to baseball and, and did that for a couple of years but just missed Missed cricket far too much and, right. and decided to... And you literally played no cricket for a couple of years? No. No no cricket for a couple of years. Came back and then was lucky enough to make 
county under 19s that um, uh-huh. that, that summer that I came back and dare one asks what parents were saying at that time when you've been playing rep cricket up to the age of 16 and then all of a sudden said I'm not doing that <laughs> they were actually really supportive to, to be fair they, they enjoyed watching me go out and, and, and hit, try and try my best to hit home runs yeah. and, and uh-huh. was, they, they were they were really supportive actually but no, they certainly enjoyed me. And was it the the missing of cricket more than anything that got you back to it, rather than not getting to college in the US? No, so I, I was doing. I made New Zealand under nineteen baseball side, and, and wow. we had a series against Australia coming up, which was going to be quite a big deal. But just couldn't couldn't stop thinking about you know going out there and snicking off uh-huh. the bugger all really, and yeah. so um decided to. To come back because that is the beauty. But then again, there's a bit of that in baseball that can happen as well, can't it? You can be in and out very quickly. But yeah, you can. But the thing is, you, you don't have to earn it in baseball. You know, you, you don't have to bat for for three hours and, and do fifty yeah. things right to score a hundred. You you make one piece of good contact yeah. out of three attempts, and yeah. then, then you you've done your job. So it just doesn't Absolutely. have that same satisfaction that that cricket offers, really. And I, I think in New Zealand, there's a lot of that word good satisfaction around that. So it's it's a, it's a, you like your rugby, you like your cricket, you like playing long the long game a lot of the time. Yeah, it's just it's, it's very much the, the the I guess the personality of a lot of New Zealanders of just you know wind your sleeves up and just get in there and get stuck in, just get stuck in and do it really. And how's that sort of been reflected in your cricket career since? Because obviously that was age nineteen and now where you twenty five now, so. Yeah, um, six years on. Are you a get stuck in cricketer? You believe, or you just still want to just throw those hands a bit more? Yeah, no, I certainly haven't um, probably got to where I, I should be or where I would um, would have liked liked to have been. Um, I've sort of been that classic case of oh yeah, Nick, he's, he, he'll always go out there and score yeah really really good looking thirty and, mm-hmm. and play some outrageous shots, but then do something something stupid and end up back in the pavilion. So so the whole point of this season over here has been to try and actually show a little bit of responsibility and try and mature a little bit. And how do you feel you've done that? Uh, in patches, not too bad. And then in patches, it's been horrible. Have you thrown your hands a few times and gone wide oh, on that? Oh, too many times. Just, yeah, ask Ben Hutchinson after after Saturday, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, he was a quickie on Saturday, wasn't it? Second ball tried to hit one over cover, I think, yeah. It, to be fair, it was against Twalkey, um, you know, the top top of the league. How did you find playing against them versus, I hate to say, but some of the, the other teams lower down in the league? Yeah, I think they're, they're just very they're very disciplined, and I think as a lot of our lads have found playing in the league for the first time this year, it's it's not about how quick the bowlers bowl, and it's not about how far the batters are hitting the ball. Yeah. It's just about the guys that are doing the little things well and being better for longer. Mm-hmm. Just like guys that play club, a lot of club cricket, then say play second team cricket, yeah. there's a step up again in discipline, yeah. and then obviously to, to first team and so yeah. on. And I think you've got a lot of you've got a lot of bowlers in Div Two, Div One, who are probably as quick as bowlers in the Premier. Yeah, but they don't put it in the same spot as many times. Yeah, correct. That's the difference. And yeah, you, you know you're going to be bowl, batted against somebody who's going to put four out of six in the right place versus three out of six. Exactly. And that is the difference all the time. Yeah, it is. It is hundred percent. Which of the bowlers you've faced in the in the Derbyshire League this year have you gone? They're good, apart from Hutch last weekend. Oh, that's a good question. I thought Justin Watson from, that's his name, isn't it, from Spondon, he was absolutely rapid, to be fair to him. He was quick, yeah. um, but unfortunately he got injured. But I think the spinners, there's, okay. been, there's been some seriously good spinners, I think. Um, and it's been great for our lads. Like I think someone like um, Peter Burgoyne, 
you know the control mm-hmm. and, and and the way he bowls has been fantastic for for our young spinners Billy and and, yeah. and Will to, mm-hmm. to try and model themselves on. Joe Ashdown is another one on a on a, a turning wicket. You know, really it was really difficult to to play. But to be fair, that every team's got um, a few decent wee bowlers. And how's that differ to back home when you're playing uh, first grade cricket back in uh, in New Zealand? Yeah, well, it's it's a combination of of the wickets and and, and I guess the, your club in New Zealand is yeah Ricketon and Christchurch in, in Christchurch. Yeah. So that would be an all rules equivalent, wouldn't it? Back in yeah, yeah, yeah. So we played first grade cricket and yeah. and yeah, which is yeah the equivalent of the Premier so guess, put put Ricketon against all rules first elevens. Who wins? It probably depends where you play. I think if we're on a, a decent. If we're on a decent pitch mm-hmm. um, that's got pace and bounce, um, I, I think Ricketon would probably take them. But if we're on a pitch that's um, slow and, and turning, I think with this, some of the spinners that we have, I think... Um, it yeah. is literally sort of horses for courses more there than there then. Yeah, well, to a point, it's almost a different sport. You know, you don't really play... In club cricket here, you don't really play on the back foot. Guys trying to hit you in the head. It's all about, you know, yeah. who, who can be better for longer, whereas... We sort of play on fast, bouncy wickets, and yeah. most club sides have you know a couple of guys that are bowling eighty odd mile an hour. So, so this year you've been in uh, Olrewas, but three years ago you had your first uh, little trip over to the UK and played up in Middlesbrough. Couldn't be any more different. Olrewas versus Middlesbrough, you couldn't make it any more different, could you? To a point, it doesn't really matter where you go. Any time you come over for the first time, and, and you're being a, an overseas pro per yep. se for the first time, I think everyone struggles a little bit with that added pressure. And you know, I was a bit younger, and, and um, yeah, it was just it was just a bit of a, a lifestyle shock compared to what I'd been used to back. Absolutely. Back in New Zealand, really. Absolutely. But it's a tough old league up there in Middlesbrough, isn't it, as well? Yeah, it is. It is. Some good quality. Um, yeah, yeah. There's some played against some serious, good, seriously good cricketers. A lot of the overseas players that that were in that league. I think we, we had a couple of lads that have played for Pakistan yep. in the last couple of years. We mm-hmm. had um, Zimbabwe, one of the Zimbabwe opening quicks in, in the league, and then and then Middlesbrough were stuck with me. So <laughs> you didn't do bad though. That wasn't great, but yeah. <laughs> we averaging what high thirties when you yeah were something like that. I think yeah, but that was your first time ever playing outside of NZ for a length of time. Yeah, correct. And, and they could drink as well, to be fair. So they learned a thing or two. Well, we don't drink well. as much down hey. here then. We don't drink as much down here hey. in the Derbyshire League. <laughs> I'm a bit older now. Uh, so you're a bit more responsible now. Then. Oh, very, very. As responsible as it gets, yeah. It's league cricket at the end of the day. Oh, exactly. The reason the reason you play club cricket is to, to have fun with your mates at the end of the day, isn't Absolutely. it? So. Absolutely. What's your fondest memory of being up in Middlesbrough? Ooh... Probably go. I got to, I got to a lot of the World Cup games um, when the World Cup was the cricket World Cup was on. So, so probably I saw New Zealand play South Africa and, and Kane Williamson score a hundred, and he's one of the greatest batters in the history of the world. So that was that was probably pretty cool. But no, it was just yeah. Um, I don't know. There, there weren't too many standouts to be fair. Right. Yeah, it was just a good learning experience to, to take take home. But the New World Zealand Cup final was a standout for you though. <laughs> You promised you wouldn't mention that. I, um, I did, but you've just led me right into it, haven't you, really? So. Yeah, that was one of the most traumatic experiences of my life. Though. And by the barest of margins, you managed to get into the <laughs> ground by all, by all accounts. Yeah, by the barest of margins. You're sitting in the front row at Lords, directly behind Martin Guptill. I, I could see I could see what was going to happen uh-huh. off Ben Stokes' bat before it happened, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be there to see your team get beat, but you were there for one of the... Greatest cricket games in history at the end of the day. Yeah, oh, obviously, but the, the 738 Kiwis that were in tears on the concourse outside the ground afterwards would probably suggest otherwise. That's the whole of the Kiwis were in London at the time, probably, though, isn't it? Yeah. The whole of the Kiwis that are in New Zealand, really. <laughs> it's not far off. Yeah. How, how did you get down there, then? So you were in Middlesbrough at the time. 
did you come down the, that night and then have a ticket for the game the day after? Yes, I, I, um, I, I actually snicked off um, fourth ball, I think. So I was in a bit of a bad mood already. You got, um, got away early then as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, we had to field after that. But um, no, caught an overnight bus from, from Borough down to London wow. to catch up with some of my New Zealand mates that were over playing cricket as well. And didn't have a ticket. Filled up the wallets with some cash and, and went outside the ground. Couldn't get a ticket for the first inning, so went to the pub and, mm-hmm. and had a couple of Coke, Coke Zeros and yeah. uh, went back at, at the lunch break to try and try and full see of Coke some Zero, tickets. obviously full of Coke Zero, far yeah. too many Coke Zeros. And um, I just happened to be waiting outside the gate, and, and some Indian lad walked out of the ground and said to him, "Mate, I got three hundred quid for your ticket for the second innings. If you'll if you'll give it to me." And he <clears throat> asked me where I was from. Said I was a Kiwi, and he gave it to me for nothing. Absolutely brilliant. So you not only got to see New Zealand get beat, but you got in for nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least you didn't waste three hundred quid then. Correct. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a little bit <laughs> more painful, it, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. But in terms of experiences, we all love our sports and experiences. Oh, exactly. You can't beat that. No, you can't. It was um, it was certainly not one I'm going to forget anytime soon. I have to ask. We haven't spoken about this before, but did you hang around seeing England get the trophy? Uh no. No, so we can put notes. Bad loser. No, I was I was, I was out on the concourse, uh, you know, trying to comfort the. Yeah, don't worry. I'd have done exactly the yeah. same. It was the other way around. <laughs> if New Zealand had won, the place would have been empty. There's yeah, no, no, no two ways about it. See, you you did a full season in Middlesbrough, though. Yeah, um, and then you went back to NZ and you were playing in grade cricket and and a bit of Canterbury as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've sort of I've been a little bit unfortunate just not being able to stay fit the last couple of years, really. Mm-hmm. So when I've been fit, just been playing second team cricket in Canterbury and then. Had a handful of um, first team games and yeah. playing in, I guess, the, the New Zealand equivalent of the Vitality Blast, which, okay. was, which was really cool. And, mm-hmm. and you obviously get to play against some absolutely unreal, yeah. unreal cricketers and, and all of that. So okay. um, for, for our listeners in the UK, Canterbury would be the equivalent of playing for a Derbyshire. It's, it's a county, it's a state level, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though it's a city name, it's, it's, it's yeah, the, the, no, the, the, yeah, the equivalent of Derbyshire. Yeah, or Yorkshire six of them or, down in New Zealand who play against each other. So to play second team, there's good good level in the first place yeah but to play in the T20 as well you're at that top end then aren't you oh yeah no it's, it's fantastic yeah it's, it's, a, it's a really good standard and I think if you look, look at the results of the, the Black Caps the last few years to get mm-hmm. to get to where they have with such a small pool of players is kind of testament to the, the domestic system at the moment really absolutely Stumps, ups, and beer bumps. So how, how would you compare the your first grade cricket down in um, New Zealand to the Derbyshire League Premier League for example yeah, we've talked about Oroos versus Rickerton but overall what sort of standards are you looking about similar standards um, overall I'd say it's uh, over here it's it's probably a little bit more the talent's a little bit more diluted okay um, I, I would say I mean Christchurch we're a, we're a city of 400,000 people but we've got eight first grade sides um, right yeah. and, and so I mean the best players over here would be just as good as, as the best players yeah. you know back back home mm-hmm. um it's just you know i guess there's it's a couple of out more. yeah there's yeah. a couple of teams that that are probably sort of seven or eight seven players deep i guess you, you don't quite have that and, and usually everyone that's in that first team is yeah. is, is there for a, a reason i guess so we were spread across 18 counties versus the six that you've got and then the dilution from 18 counties down to the different leagues and all exactly that's where the difference comes yes yeah it is and it's a little bit of a different setup like there's no there's no money involved in in new zealand club club sport really not, not at all cricket. no so like um we'd, we'd pay just just speaking from the league that i know and yeah. the overseas will get there flights and accommodation paid for and set mm-hmm. up with a job but but not not a cent 
changes hands when it comes to local players or, okay. or anything like that, which I think is quite cool. Yeah, guys playing for their club because they genuinely want to play for their yeah. Their club. And I'm guessing therefore there's not a lot of movement around clubs because they play with a mate and they played with them for donkey's years. Oh, exactly. Yeah, probably eighty percent of players will be one club yeah. players they'll come from there. the age of 8 all the way through yeah exactly exactly which which is cool absolutely yeah. so you, you, how long have you been with Brickerton um, I joined because high school cricket's fairly big I, I, joined, I joined after I left high school at um, about 18 years of age and been there ever, ever since yeah so did you did you miss out coming out to the UK for example then, those two years of Covid effectively was that two years that just blanked out for you yeah I, I would have been back over I was uh, yeah on a five year ancestry visa so I certainly right. uh, and unfortunately that couldn't get paused so right. um, I, I definitely would have been back over I love the UK to be fair so the idea of coming back this year was just spot on get get straight stuck into it again oh exactly exactly and it couldn't, it couldn't have gone a whole lot better to be fair when did yeah, you go back to NZ uh, 11th of 11th of September so um, yeah I don't get the chance to miss a straight one against Ockbrook unfortunately oh that's the last game of the season yeah it is yeah. that's not a bad one to miss is it though well it depends how you look at it really. <laughs> but all should be safe by then yeah, well, yeah, I'd like to think so. Um, we probably one. We need we need one more win, probably just to make sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been a funny old season, really. I think for all of us to get to the Premier League and stay up as they have done, that's been a good performance all round. Yeah, oh, look, to be honest, um, it's just a reflection of the club really deserves it. I've never been in an environment or been around a, a sporting club where it's just run so well and, and the priorities are just so in the right place and just our junior program is, is absolutely incredible yeah. you know 17 junior teams for a small village three of them well two of them just full girls teams yeah. is, is is brilliant and, and we've got a lovely lovely ground great facilities so so the, for the club it's actually really important that we stay up because for, for everything else that we have going for us we probably deserve to be i'd say in that top league really how does the ground compare to those local grounds back home in new zealand are, are they as good as Oh, probably the, the worst ground in club cricket in England would still be better than most of the best grounds really? in New Zealand. We we play on wide open fields, uh-huh. a couple of grounds to a field, you know, and and a lot of them are on. Yeah, so it is an absolute pleasure to be playing at somewhere like Oldham. Therefore, oh, any of the grounds I've, in the Prem that I've I was going to say, at. is there anywhere you've been outside of Oldham where you've gone really like this place this year? Technol's got short straight boundaries. Yeah, um, yeah, you might. Did, yeah, didn't score any runs, but they've got short straight boundaries. Um, but no, to be honest, every ground that I've been to, uh, uh, it's just been it's absolutely class, really. And looking around the Premier League, it, it is proper village cricket when you look around those. Yes, grounds, it is. It? When you get back to New Zealand, then in September, what's the plans for the winter? What you got going on there? Back at Rickerton? No, moving to moving from um, Canterbury to Otago to, to to hopefully get a few more opportunities to, to play some first team okay. cricket if I can if I can put some bat on ball. Um, so you've well. enjoyed a summer here in the UK that you will not get in Dunedin and Otago. No, I don't think in any anywhere in all of New Zealand are you getting to bloody forty degrees. So, so you're going phenomenal. to be getting prepared during your summer in New Zealand for our spring in the UK basically yeah essentially because yeah. it'll be cold in Dunedin yeah well we, shouldn't, we won't get too much over 25 degrees yeah in, I was going to say you'll be summer, wearing sweaters yeah. a lot of the time when you're playing cricket oh I'll have ham, ham warmers in the pockets and a beanie on for that first club game in October that's for sure yeah so you have you got a club lined up already down there yeah, yeah, I sure do. Don't know a whole lot about them, to be fair. It's all pretty pretty new and, and pretty off the cuff. Well, what's the, give them a shout-out. What's their name? Uh, Tyree. 
Tyree. Tyree so, Cricket Club and, and Dunedin. We'll so. make sure they got put onto this podcast so they know that they've got something <laughs> coming. It's, it's got to be good for them. It's always good publicity for us to share around there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Who, who are you going to be competing with up at Otago? Because obviously at Christchurch, I can sort of read between the lines to why you've moved from Christchurch to Otago because they've got the Black Caps top six there, basically. Well, pretty much, yeah. Um, Tom Latham, Henry Nichols, Daryl Mitchell, it's, yeah. and, and a few very, very good New Zealand A players as well. Who are you up against at Otago then? Um, there's nowhere near the same. There's a few few good young lads, mm-hmm. but but in terms of um, I'm trying to think of anyone that anyone here will know. Hamish Rutherford, I think, played yeah, a bit for, for yeah. Derbyshire potentially. Mm-hmm. So he opens the batting mm-hmm. um, for for Otago. But in terms of those other top water batting spots, um, Glenn Phillip, some of you might know. Um, but other than that, there's not a lot down. So there have you lost moment. thought of coming back to the UK again and maybe getting a trial with one of the counties? You know, getting some good runs with Otago during the our winter, your summer down there. And you know, getting to come over and have a trial. Um, I think because because of the whole not being a, a citizen and having to be a, an overseas. Uh, I mean, compared to Sean Masood, I think I'd take Sean Masood every day of the week in terms of who, who's a better cricketer. Well, he is leaving Derbyshire, so there is a slot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no, I'll be back. I'll be back playing for the Herons next next summer for sure. And it, is is that? Open news. Everyone knows you're coming back next season. Yeah, look, I, I honestly, I could not. I can't fault any aspect of, of the way I've been treated. It's just been absolutely phenomenal in, in every aspect, really. Like, I, I wasn't, I'm absolutely blown away with, with how good a group the, the lads are and, and how well the club's run. And, and to be fair, the, the family I've been put up to stay with is, is absolutely top-notch as well. Stumps, bumps and beer bumps. So coming back next year, what will be your aims next year? You're going to end up on, what, 13, 14, maybe even 1,500 runs by well, the end of the season? Um, I, I couldn't hit water if I fell out of a boat at the moment. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, hopefully get a, get a couple more out of the middle before I before I go home. And, yeah. and oh, Look, it's, it's the thing. It's, it's more about wins, really. A, a grinding 50 that wins a game is a lot better than a... 120 yeah when you lose so yeah. uh, it's just trying to be a match winner really which I probably haven't done quite to the degree I would have liked to this summer and are you going to do more coaching with Ulrich next year as well yeah I've never never I've never done a lot of coaching but um, our junior program is absolutely superb so it's, it's certainly um, shout out to, to Sam our, our left arm tweaker who, who runs the, the coaching programs it's really cool to be a part of that so definitely yeah that's brilliant coming towards the end of the the chat and we've got one of our final questions that we ask all our guys but if you look back over your summer what have you been your number one highlights and what have been shall we say your um, funniest memory of the season oh names will be required <laughs> um Oh, definitely. I've experienced things in in the in, a, in the old rivers changing shed that I, I can't mention, but it's certainly things I've never been involved in anywhere in in, in New Zealand. You English are certainly special people. Um, unique, but yeah, very very unique. Um, but no, in terms, the highlight was definitely definitely getting to some Blackburn Rovers. Uh, football games okay yeah yeah d- d- definitely but no just I uh, got to go to the New Zealand versus England test match at, at Lords, and you know got to see the beginning of baseball I guess so yeah yeah, that, yeah, it's not that, gone quite as well since you lot disappeared, funnily enough, has it? No, 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 no. I think our bowlers are a bit friendlier in it these days than the South Africans are, but yeah. Um, we yeah no, so, but to be fair, too many highlights to be able to actually fit into one. Just just, just where I've been living and who I've been living with is probably the, the highlight, really. And what's the funniest thing that you can tell us from the dressing room? Oh, the funniest thing I can tell you is. Who's the, who's the biggest joker in the old dressing room? Um, oh, the funniest person is um, we got we got a left arm spinner called Billy Hodgkinson, uh-huh. um, and and the only reason he's so not funny 
And he, but he <laughs> thinks he's, he's just an absolute... He's probably our best player in, yeah. our, in our cricket team. But um, he, yeah, he's an absolute plonker. Could he play, Could he make his way down to New Zealand and play down there? I've tried to sign him for my club side Seriously? back home next. So he, he's um, he, yeah, I, yeah. He, he hadn't done a lot, I guess, in terms of um, with the bat previously. But he's scored mm. some unbelievable runs, and I think he's in, he's close to the top ten in wickets taken. And he's been bowling spin for two and a half years, and so to see him transfer to spin and, and be close to top Absolutely. ten and in his first season in the prem is unreal. I'm joking apart, that is something that doesn't happen as often the other way round, is it? You New Zealanders, no. South Africans, West Indies come over to the Premier Leagues here in the UK doesn't happen the other way around very often does it? No but I mean it's a, I guess it's a more attractive option for us because we can get, get all our expenses paid and, and you know get, get a wee wage to get us through the winter as, yeah. our winter as well so um, whereas we don't we just I know in New Zealand we just don't have that, that financial aspect to be able to offer people really. Absolutely so are you looking forward to getting back to New Zealand that's a, a big question Oh to be honest I don't really want to leave <laughs> I've had such a good I've had such a good summer and Great. enjoyed the league so much I, yeah. I don't particularly want to go home no. Good Stumps Ups and beer bumps Super over. Right, Nick, for our super over, we ask each of our guests six quick questions um, for you to come back to as quick as you can, please, mate. Perfect. So your favourite ground? Favourite ground, uh, Walkfield in Olrewis, or Hegley Oval in Christchurch. Ooh, okay. <laughs> your favourite batter? Favourite batter, uh, Martin Guptill. Your favourite bowler? Um, Will Smidley from Olrewis. Okay, good shout out. Your favourite tipple? Oh, ooh, old Mount Cider. Okay, your favourite cricket tea item of choice? Oh, um, tuna mayo sandwiches. Is that at Olruis or down down in New Zealand? Uh, we don't do teas in New Zealand, so it's purely Olruis. Okay, and your sporting hero, cricket or otherwise? Uh, definitely Ryan Nelson, um, proud Blackburn Rovers footballer, born and raised in Christchurch. Oh, wow. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Thanks a lot, Nick. Super over. Stumps, bumps, and beer bumps. Let's finish off with our final question that we ask everyone. The Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps Six Aside competition. Yeah. I want you to put together for us, uh, please, Nick, your perfect Six Aside team. We want six players, obviously. Two batters, two bowlers, one all-rounder, one wicketkeeper. Be as clever as you want. So it might be someone from Olrus. It might be someone who's a kid. Yeah, your top six. So two okay. batters. <clears throat> okay. And by um, the way, you are allowed to pick yourself. No, no, no. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't go touch myself with a... 10 foot pole but um, opening the batting uh, would be Tom Latham um, he's, he's a very good player um, and then probably I think Andre Bradford's a, 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 bloody, okay. a bloody good cricketer yeah. um, I've got to mix it up a little actually. yeah absolutely yeah, so we'll get some club cricket in there as well yeah, most um, so we'll go Andre Bradford um, is, my, is my other batter yeah. there two um, bowlers two bowlers we'll go I'll throw Billy Hodgkinson in there absolutely um, just 80 mile an hour off spins mm-hmm. oh, I couldn't imagine facing that um, and we'll go with Matt Henry as is, is, is my other bowling option. That's a good mix between the two, actually. <laughs> I quite like that. Yeah. Your wicketkeeper? Um, wicketkeeper, uh, it's got to be Alex Scully from Olrewis. Mm-hmm. Probably the probably the best non-professional wicketkeeper I, I have ever had the pleasure of playing with, really. Okay. And your all-rounder? Uh, we'll go Ben Stokes because you've played with Ben Stokes back in the day back in the day yeah. Uh, was he any good uh, I think the first game I played with him he scored 90 off about 38 balls yeah, right. he goes okay on his day was that when he was um, one of his sabbaticals with you guys down there yeah yeah that's when he was um, learning some behavioural restraint I don't think Bazball's helped him much there then, have <laughs> <laughs> Not no, in the slightest. Yeah, great dude. Can't speak highly enough of him. So we got uh, Matt Henry, 
opening the bowling with Billy Hodgkinson, backed up by Ben Stokes. Backed up by Ben Stokes, yeah. Wicketkeeper. Alex Scully. And then Lewis. opening the batting, Tom Latham with Andre Bradford. Yeah. Not a bad mix, that, is it? No, we'll, we'll be putting these teams out later in the year to see who's, who fancies themselves against each other. So there should be some good crack down there, definitely. So hey, It's been absolutely great talking with you, Nick. Um, and we look forward to seeing you back here next season. Uh, but, you know, if you fancy a, a, bat, a bat against some real bowlers instead of that you know, Billy Hodgkinson lark, we don't mind you coming up to Winsel and uh, we'll, we'll have, a, have a go with you guys as well. So. Oh, mate, I'd be absolutely clueless playing in Division 3. I, I, I will be able to lay bet on ball. I've got to be very careful how I say this, but some of our lads are clueless as well. <laughs> Definitely. Now, buddy, good. Cheers, Ian. Appreciate it. Pleasure. Thanks a lot, Nick. Stumps, bumps, and beer bumps. Hello, son. How did the game go? It was okay, but I broke my bat. Can I get a new one? You've done what? Broke your bat? Oh, that's just great. How am I going to afford to get a new one now? I just haven't got that kind of money. Why don't you try Village Cricket? Village village who? Village Cricket. They have a range of bats and they are a fraction of the price of other brands. Very good bats as well. Some from our club have got their bats. Very good quality and very good prices. And they don't just do bats. They do all the equipment you need, all for the same great price. Well, that sounds great. I'll have to have a look. Sounds just what I need. Thanks. The Village Cricket Company stock a wide range of cricket equipment for every age group, all without the usual high price tag. Visit them now on www.villagecricket.co and on checkout use promotion STUMPS10 for a further 10% discount. The 10% discount only applies to the product purchase and not the shipping charge, which is a standard £5 per order. Villagecricket.co aim to dispatch all orders within 24 hours, so you should receive your order within 2-3 to three working days. For more information, visit www.villagecricket.co. This promotion expires 30th of September 2023. Visit villagecricket.co for all your cricketing needs. Villagecricket.co Fantastic, Livo, thank you. Great to hear from Freddie Chat and Nick Quant there. Thanks very much, both of you, for coming on. Um, we've got a few episodes, a good few episodes coming up, actually. We've got we've got the winter reviews coming up, and we've also got, is it the Dunstall? Dunstall Gates with uh, Jamie Benstead and Martin Cluley. Yeah, so Dunstall coming up. You will find on the Dunstall interview that we'll be missing our favourite podcast brethren, Rich Marser. He had a few problems, let's just say. Quite an amusing story. Uh, well, not amusing for Rich, I suppose, but I've been trying to think of other things, like cricketing, cricketing-wise, you could you could say you've got the runs, and the best I can come up with is, is you've got the old free hits, or my best one is got a bat of Jonathan Trotts. <laughs> so if you can beat that, uh, you know what the Twitter account is and let us know. Yeah, right in for a cricket-related... Uh, cricket-related... Uh, bad guts. Re- rear-end <laughs> problem. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all we've got time for for this episode. We'll see you next time. See ya. So that's all we've got time for for this edition of Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps. Thank you to our special guest today. If you know someone at your club that wishes to come and have a chat with us and talk about your club, then please email us on stumps, umps and beer pumps at gmail.com. Also, please like and subscribe, and also you can follow us on Twitter. If you've got any questions, any stories or any funny anecdotes, then please again email us on stumps, umps and beer pumps at gmail.com. We hope you've enjoyed our tour around Club Cricket Life. So please join us again for more of the same. Thank you very much for listening. This is Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. So until next time, there's your one for the over. Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Stop. 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 St